0: en bomb trips, bullshit. Earthquakes floods, all your creation falls apart. You're sitting on the steps outside of a police station, relacing your adidas. take nourishment from the underground layers of the physical, of the layers of the psyche. We're having tea and eating chocolate with Ruchi, who just got off a plane from San Francisco to Berlin, starting a pilgrimage, where she's going to go to 51 Centers of Scattered Creation. Centers of scatter- and we're going to talk a little, little bit about of this. Scatter- to 51 Centers of Scattered scattered <laughs> 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 scatter- really? This <laughs> is kind of new to... Uh, this is the idea that there was creation itself needed to be respected when it came into physical form and something happened in a family dispute and it wasn't respected and was then split into 51 pieces and spread throughout the earth. And these 51 places now have existed for thousands of years accumulating pilgrims and like they're in caves and under lakes and like just far off gnarly places. And Dr. Rucci here is starting her pilgrimage where she's gonna go visit as many of these physical places as she can.
1: Yeah.
0: It's hella cool. (laughs) And you just got off the plane. Like, this is...
1: Just got off the plane just getting ready to start. Yo. In three weeks.
0: Right on. Where's your first... uh, Do you know which one you're going to first? Are they ordered?
1: So, I don't... I haven't been able to see if there's a specific order out of... So it's interesting because it's interesting because it's frustrated me. So um, in the in the literature, there are these stories called the buranas, which translates into like a history. And the Puranas are kind of like gospels. they are um, many different Puranas that tell similar stories, but they've been written down by. Um, or written or told by different sages, um, hundreds of years ago. And, um, so the stories don't all match up. So this is where it gets frustrating because it's not like everybody tells the exact same story. So when you hear the story of goddess Sati and, um, the 51 Shakti peeps. There are many different versions of this story in the Puranas. And so even agreeing on which are the 51 Shakti beats over these like thousands of years, um, they're different versions of what of what they are. So there's one Purana that actually says that there's 108 Shakti beats instead of 51. And then there is some hierarchy that they're... Um, or what are called the Adi. Adi's like the first or the highest, I would say, Shakti beats, And then there's some that are considered to um, be even more powerful and then there's some that are really small. And so the last couple of weeks I've been kind of researching um, these very like researching the different shakti beats to figure out these things about is there an order that you're supposed to go and but there's it, there's none of that it's just chaos yeah. there's no structure really um the
0: shakti beat is the location
1: so shakti means power and beat means seat and so um it's 51 seats of power and um out of the 51, each um, site has, uh, represents a different body part of, the, of sati, um, and usually there's a, some kind of natural like rock formation or structure that was part of um, the geography that became the source of uh, worship. Um, And then temples got built around these like natural um, earth formations or whatever Whatever was the whatever was the draw um, that created the interest of that particular place. And so And then you know temple got created and there's the Shakti, which is the female aspect, but there's also What's referred to as the Pairav, which is the male aspect. So, um, there's the there's the piece of Sati, but then there's also a part of Lord Shiva um, that is also part of each uh, Shakti peed, but are the all, body
0: parts labeled?
1: Yeah. So, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's like you know one is like her hair. Another one's like. Her right breast. Another one is her womb. Another one's her head. Another yeah. one's her and, arm.
0: And she is creation itself. Like it is creation.
1: So I guess. How do I understand it?
0: Like this is some forming of the universe right. type so, of thing. It looks like. So let's like let's
1: have a physics. Let's talk about it in like actual science physics terms. So we have energy. Not all energy has mass. Like, is matter? It's not physical. Like, light is a great example. There's no mat. Like, light is energy, but there's no matter. Like, there isn't something that has an actual weight to it. Um, So matter is made of energy but not all energy is matter right Mm -hmm. so when it's just energy because energy is neither created or destroyed it just gets transformed at some point all that stuff that's like physical has a weight to it it used to just be potential energy The subatomic particles. The the subatomic particles are just energy. But then something happens where enough of that energy
0: consolidates and it becomes a physical thing.
1: Then the idea becomes the actual thing. So the idea is a potential, but creation happens when you have the, the actual thing. So, from a mystical perspective, perspective an understanding, understanding, understanding of consciousness is potential energy, but creation is the existence coming in this song in my head, but then I have this song that I sing.
0: Then I a song that, oh, is
1: that then I really this song, song, song that I have this song that I this song that I have this song that I have this song that I this song that I this song that I that I that that call it say the divine masculine or the divine feminine but when those qualities merge, creation happens life gets created you know like before the big bang happened it was just potential then something happened and then the universe has been unfolding ever since then into Gases became planets, planets developed mountains, oceans, sunlight, earth, flowers, animals. I mean, that's creation unfolding. Neanderthals, Homo sapiens, I mean that's creation unfolding as an evolution.
0: We were watercoloring in the the botanical garden Uh, yesterday, Mm -hmm. does that still count as creation? Sure. You had an idea that took form. I like the idea of respecting your kind of shitty drawings. Yeah. It's much better. Like, it's like, oh, you should respect this, or you really could respect this. Right. And so so there's
1: that one theme of creation, but then there's something specific about the feminine quality, like and as women, because women get pregnant, they give birth, they are part of like without them, life doesn't life can't form. Life forms through them. It's very different than the experience of a man. He can plant his seed, but you need the woman for the seed to grow. That's that's creation.
0: Why was she she split into 51 pieces? She
1: didn't. She didn't split herself. So in the story, because she doesn't... And it's... I think what fascinates me about these early stories that there was already... And it's hard to know if it was actually like that or if it's the lens that these stories get told through today, but there was already an idea that um, the gods remained supreme over the goddesses, but you never see a god in in the Vedic or Hindu mythology. You never see a god as one. There's always a goddess with them. Creation happens through both one's not necessarily better than the other, though there's a way in which the stories get told that you think the gods are more supreme than the goddesses.
0: Probably just a dude telling a story.
1: And so it could be that that's just the lens that the story has been distortedly told over time, in which case, as women, we don't know how to take our place or we haven't been allowed to take our place, I mean, that's the question. But what's fascinating to me about it is that there's something unique and particular to creation through the female form, female form, female form. That, that That's very important, and we don't somehow respect that even today. Okay like the role women play in the evolution of life as we see it, we see it, we see it, we see it. it. Why do we have this disparity? Why do we have this gender difference? Why is one held higher than the other? And I kind of got curious around, did that break at some point that we became so unbalanced? Or has it been like this since the beginning of stories being told. And I have the sense that maybe we're evolving into something and not necessarily trying to repair something that broke. And when I hear these old mythology stories, I get more convinced that maybe as a humanity we're learning to like evolve into a healthy union.
0: You know, and yet the stories like the the pictures, like it is right statues, the pictures. Is like the, it is right there together. The the right. And but when the together. they come
1: together and they're right. in a in a healthy, balanced union, then maybe life is healthy and balanced too. And where we don't have this mutual respect, we also don't have um, we don't live in, 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 we don't live interdependent relationships You know sometimes I'm codependent like mm. I can't live without you and you can't live without me and that's not True But then I do a lot to be independent. Um, and, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. No, that's not true but then interdependence is where you can be connected, related, and you can trust. You know, codependence is really, I can't trust myself. I need you, I trust you to kind of keep, to come together and make what we make. Independence is like, I don't trust anybody. I just rely on myself. But interdependence is there's a mutual trust that you're not gonna hurt me because if you hurt me, you hurt yourself. And I'm not gonna hurt you because if I hurt you, I hurt myself. That's trust, and that's a different, balanced dynamic where I think a lot, I think healthy life happens there.
0: Are you gonna explore how this got separated, like the the it's levels of this in like these the caves? geographical separated, like the like kind of Texas got separated? Like, what I guess what, what separated?
1: me about it is that. I'm going to be 50 next year. I've been around now like enough of my life has happened that I and I've been around all all kinds of places, all kinds of contexts, very rich places, very poor places. And um, I don't see the answers coming from there. Like sometimes it just feels like God, life is just such a mess and it's gonna stay a mess. And then I think about what the spiritual traditions teach us about grace and blessings um, and something new emerging and where that comes through the divine. And that's a big part of praying. It's a big part of faith. That's a big part of sitting in meditation and finding the stillness and emptiness and then some new inspiration comes. And I think I am drawn to taking the pilgrimage as a way of accessing something that isn't trying to be a solution within the quagmire of the chaos, the quagmire of like what's old and not working and has never worked. I feel like going to these places that in any case, are already.
0: You want to go to the source. You want to go to the source pregnant, where it's like. Yeah, pregnant with this source.
1: potential that hopefully something emerges through me in the
0: experience of it. It's like a pure potential spot because it is. Like yeah, it's like going like back to the source of creation.
1: Yeah, it's like going back into the source of where a lot of that divine maybe originates from. Yeah. So that's kind of the, maybe, the... Needs okay. The originates from? The originates from? The originates from? The originates from? Origin 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 How long you can stay in these places. places? I don't know. I think that's the whole... Um, I mean, you
0: meet people along the way that are on the Yeah, I think that's list, this, like, like, like hanging unknown... Hanging out, camping in the belly button of creation, and just, just tapping into it.
1: Yeah, I think in places where this shakti got focused or centered um, and has been where people have gone to seek seek a divine blessing through the Devi um, and that that's been a long held tradition well before written history yeah yeah I think that that seems cool to me
0: yeah, that's totally cool.
1: I think it's totally cool. Like why not? Nothing nothing I've done in my life seems to offer that much promise.
0: It's or hope. Nice that there's fifty one and you'll probably end your journey around fifty one. Like that's pretty cool timing.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, I mean I, I've kind of left it open like I'm gonna I'm go of see left it open, like I'm gonna I've kind, like, kind, like, kind, kind of left it as, as many as it feels Right, and then in my flow. So, the first one I'm going to go see is in um, Tibet um, around Lake Mansarovar, which is a lake next to Mount Kailash. And Mount Kailash in the Hindu tradition is considered the abode of Lord Shiva mm. and Parvati, who um, also represents Sati as a later incarnation of Sati that that's kind of in the Hindu religion associated with uh, their home, their place. And so I'm going to start my pilgrimage um, to see this Dakshani beat and then um, do a pilgrimage around Mount Kailash, which is like a three-day, kind of trek around the mountain.
0: You're gonna walk around the mountain.
1: Yeah, so that's like been a tried and true thing for um, Hindu pilgrims and Buddhist pilgrims for God knows how long.
0: That's the one where you can potentially melt all of your karma?
1: So I think there's some story around if you swim in Lake Montserruva, take a dip in Lake Montserruva that um, you shed your karma in the lake, and uh, and that and that that's part of being able to be enlightened. That 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 helps support your enlightenment. That's a great big big later, big In big big later in your later life, big. that you can kind of break the cycle of uh, you can break the cycle of of being incarnated and transcend into whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it moksha or Um, transcendence transcendence around this wheel of incarnation
0: are you apprehensive at all that that it might work I would love it if it did you're not freaked out about that no I think it would be great yeah what draws you to that that's like letting go of everything yeah
1: that would be awesome
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and I don't know if it's to let go of um, not being born But I think being at peace with life as it is, not needing to change anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to be in the peace, like a peace that's beneath or above everything. It's just sort of, everything's flowing around this peace.
1: I think peace with, not so much peace above or peace below,
0: but peace with. Oh, like fully in it. Fully, I think, yeah. Are you at peace with your feminine masculine internal characters no. and balance with each other? No
1: way. I wish. Yeah. I find a lot of inner struggle around conforming conforming a certain way that's like expected of me by culture like I've found this a lot for myself professionally like as a doctor, like I needed to be I need to be a certain way, I need to kind of be calm, cool, collected, kind of assimilate to the way men do it. And if I do it the way I see my male peers do it, I'm not gonna necessarily be well received as a female. And then there's something about By other females or
0: by I think you by both, by both,
1: yeah. Like, I think that's, like, there are a lot of, I like, think like, cliche memes that, like, if I do it the way a guy does it, I'm a bitch. Yeah. But if I do it the way a woman does it, maybe I'm whiny or emotional. Yeah. It's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And I also see, like, in moments of, like, my work, if there is, like, a very intense, um high intense situation going on like I do want to have a certain amount of calm and composure and Control about it, but I don't want to be cold either And I also feel like sometimes it's hard to um, be heard without you know raising my voice or being short and to the point in ways that I um, get misunderstood as a woman, but coming from a man would be a sign of a like strong authority.
0: Wow, we all need a reset of sorts. I mean that's just my built-in Yeah, it's just my work work experience.
1: And it's just my experience in in my work over the last 15 years and where many of my female colleagues and peers will say the same thing and where I hear very similar stories told by women in other professions.
0: It seemed like all the doctors would have figured that out. No. <laughs> so, that sucks. Yeah, please go on this journey. Yeah. And gather up the knowledge okay. and then yeah.
1: live it in no. <laughs> no. There's like this um, myth about being a superhero, you know, like that somehow, You can work these really long hours and go without sleep, not eat regularly, be available to work, you know, long periods of time. Like OBGYNs, a generation ago, like when I was in my training, I had attending physicians who literally were on call 24-7 and patients expected them to you know, whatever was going on for them, whenever their baby came, that this one doctor would be there for them. But that means for that one doctor to be there for them during whatever comes for them during their nine months of pregnancy, that doctor's working 24-7. And they're not just working for you as one patient. They had a panel of a few hundred patients that that they're taking care of or, like, several, like, several women who were pregnant, and, and that was their life. And that generation of doctors, they got, a lot of them got divorced. A lot of them were super unhealthy. Like, they didn't have a personal life. Like, but when I went into training, there was, like, an expectation of, like, this is the job. This is what you signed up for. And you should be the superhuman person capable of doing that. And that's insane to me. Like, if you seem like zoom out and really two. look at that, like, that's insane. And obviously, now the profession, like, my profession's changed a lot. Their group practices, there's a lot of fragmentation of care. Like, a patient can see several different doctors during the course of her pregnancy, her hospitalization. And there also maybe isn't something great about that because the doctors are still working long hours, but I think there's this like um, superhero myth that doctors try to live up to.
0: I, if We'd like zoom in to you on day two of backpacking around this mountain. How do these superhero myths, things that you've lived through of just working 24 hours as straight and always being like attentive? and. Like, how much do you think this, or I don't know how much you've done this kind of hardcore travel. Like, does it translate well into you traveling like this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're, as people, we're all different. We have different um, temperaments. We have different capabilities that we're born with. We're obviously not all the same. I think there's, like, I traveled and backpacked even before medical school for long periods of time and like i just say like roughing it basically. So yeah. I think there's something constitutionally about me that is capable of it more than other people. Maybe because of that I also was drawn to medicine. I was drawn to what is specialty like about? about OBGYN. I'm drawn to taking this like crazy trip. Like yeah, you know, what do
0: you like about roughing it? Like what's calling you to the, the kind of wildness of the trip? Wildness of the trip. Things are not wildness. all good and they're not
1: all bad. Sometimes some of these some of these exper- amazing experiences I've had in life um, maybe
0: haven't come with five-star accommodations, but they've been extraordinary.